Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. The next speaker that we have coming up to share her story, this lady, when she got involved with New Image International, she had no previous background in network marketing. In fact, she will tell you she didn't know what network marketing was. She had a, a very busy schedule at the time. She had a Western store. She was training and selling uh, Tennessee walking horses. And she was also homeschooling a five-year-old granddaughter. But this lady, she doesn't, she doesn't watch things happen. She makes things happen. In 14 months, she accomplished national director. She's from Mitchell, Indiana. Please help me welcome national director Dee Smith. When Dale asked me to do my story, I had no idea how much trouble I would have preparing it. It's been a long time since I've lived in the past. When my uncle found out I was doing this, he asked me not to do it. So I sort of wish I'd have went with his wishes. You're going to hear things that I haven't shared with my closest friends. I'm sure you've all heard that if it is to be, it's up to me. I have lived by that philosophy since I was a very young child. But if I can say one thing that will help one of you out there, this will definitely be worth it. God gives us life, and we can take it either way. We can go down with it, or we can go up. And I like to think I chose to go up. Where do I work this thing out here? I guess this is where it all started. That's my mother and dad's wedding picture. My dad was from Arkansas. My mother was from Bedford, Indiana. He was on leave from the Army when he met my mother, and they were married. Out of that marriage came two daughters, myself and an older sister. My mother and dad, I was born with an unexplainable breathing condition, and they told my family that I would never live, that my lungs were tied. I guess I became very determined when I was very young. My mother and dad were divorced when I was three years old. This is my grandmother. She took me in and nurtured me back to health. I got ahead of myself there. And this is my grandfather. My mother and, and this is my Uncle Bill. He also lived at my grandparents' house because he was a very young man. Mother and Dad got a divorce when I was three years old, and at that time, stalking was a very gray area in the eyes of the law. 
but I can remember that I was frightened for my mother because my dad and his girlfriend would sit across from our apartment all hours of the night. It became so bad that we had to move in with my grandparents. Eventually, mother had to move to Hammond. Dad refused to let her take us because it was out of the county. So we remained with my uncle and my grandparents. Mother worked in a dress store there. She was off on Wednesday, so she would come down on Tuesday night, stay Wednesday, and then come back on the weekend to be with Kay and I. That's another picture of me and my mother and my sister. This is me and my older sister and my stepsister, who was the daughter of the lady that my dad was dating. This was a picture that was taken to be presented in court to show what a happy family we were. This is a picture of the lady that stood up in court and said that she would make such a better mother than my mother. She and my dad went to court and got custody of me and my sister. He paid the judge off, and he does not deny that. This is a picture of it. Let's back up there for my backup on that one. That is a picture of the day that they come home and tell me I had to go live with my father. When we went, he had a horse in the yard for us which was probably the only way I survived it. This is a picture of me and my sister and my stepsister. My stepmother and I didn't have a very good rapport with one another. She and my older sister made a connection, which was very good. We would go somewhere, and if she would stop and get a Coke or something, she would buy Myra and Kay something or whatever they wanted, and she would refuse to buy me anything. When she would fix supper, she would not set me a plate on the table. My dad would either bring me something home on his way from work, or else take me somewhere after they had had their meal. She separated my laundry from their laundry, and dad would take me to the laundromat to do our laundry, to do my laundry. Again. I spent a lot of time alone and in the woods and with my horses. They were my escape and my best friends. Dad, a lot of times, would take me to work with him because things were so bad at home during the summer. When I was about 10 years old, I had a nervous breakdown. My Uncle Bill asked, tried to get custody of me. Before that time, my grandparents had both died this was shortly after Dad got custody of us. My grandmother died, and then six months later, my grandfather died. But we were still allowed to be my uncle. He tried to get custody of me after I had a nervous breakdown, and after that, Dad refused to let me see him any longer. <laughs> I hope this is coming across okay, God.
This is a picture of me when I was in school, and I got ahead of myself a little bit. I started my first business when I was nine years old, picking up night crawlers. My dad would take them to work with him and sell them a penny apiece. My motive was I was going to save my money so that I could leave that house. You don't get fond of him. <laughs> then I went to work for Mrs. Dine, and it was a car hop. She became a very good friend to me. She also tried to get custody of me. My uncle in Texas, who was my dad's brother, tried to get custody of me. All failed. I felt like a child that was that nobody wanted, but yet everyone wanted. When I went to work at Mrs. Dines, I was 13 years old, and that is where I met my first love, Wayne Umphrey, who is the father of my children. He was 18 years old, and he went into the service, but we continued to go what we call steady. Remember that when he went steady with someone? When I was 17, I moved to Hammond, and I went to beauty school. Hammond is where my mother lived. I went to beauty school there. When I was 21, Wayne and I were married. I had a beautiful, isn't she beautiful? I had a beautiful baby girl, and I vowed then that I would always take care of her, and she would never be made feel unwanted. Her father and I were divorced when she was six months old. I went to work in a beauty shop in Bedford. We were remarried when she was three years old. Out of that marriage came my son, Jamie. We were then divorced when Jamie was a month old. Wayne was still in the service because he was making it a career. I went back to Bedford. I bought the shop, or I bought a house and put a beauty shop in it so that I could be with my children. I also bought a triplex. I had two apartments in the triplex and a beauty salon in one part of it. So at that time, I had my two salons going. Then I decided that I was going to visit a country where we could have our horses. I sold my home that had the salon in it, and I bought another salon that I had went to work in when Carrie was a very when Carrie was a baby. They later decided this building belonged to the city, so they decided to tear that building down. So I had the one salon there. That's when I opened up another salon halfway between Mitchell and Bedford. That's one of my salons. That salon went very well. In the meantime, my mother died when I was 27 years old. Had a cerebral brain hemorrhage. She had remarried, and out of that marriage came two little girls, Tammy and Tommy. When she died, when mother died, they were 11 and 13 years old. Tommy came to live with me. She stayed with me for a couple of years, and her father got sick, and she went back to Hammond. He later died a year, about a year later. Out of my, out of my dad's first marriage came another daughter. Beverly. 
She now lives in Kansas. Through all of this, we've all remained very close. And there's the heartbeat of my life, I guess. My husband, Gerald. I was looking for a stud to bring my mares with. <laughs> Someone told me to call Gerald Smith, and I did. And at that time, I was selling the property where I lived then, and he was renting pasture from a, a lady doctor that didn't live there, but they had a house there. So me and my children moved into that house. <laughs> Gerald and I dated for about a year and a half, and then we were married. My sister Connie came back to Mitchell. There's one of my employees, hard at it. This is Holly, my niece. She came to live with me when she was 18 months old. She became like a daughter. Then I closed the salon down because I realized things were happening that I didn't want to happen. My children were growing up without me. I went home, and that's when I opened my Western Tax store, or I moved my Western Tax store. I had that in one of my salons. So I moved that home, and I went to work at Carpenter Manufacturing so that I would have a nine-to-five job, quote, quote. But that didn't work too long. I went salary in two months, and I was working 15 or 16 hours a day. I gave them my resignation, and it was three months before they accepted it. Then I went home and I went with my tax store full time with training and selling the Tennessee walking horses. That one center picture there is a picture of my son and daughter, Holly, and my granddaughter, Sierra. I have another grandson now, Chance, who they are all here today. Whenever I had my tax store, that's when my friend came into the store and she asked me if I wanted to put the diet pills in the store. So I said, yeah, sure. I was going to retail it like I did every other item in the store. It was more than that. It was an answer to a lifelong prayer. It was network marketing that I knew nothing about. But it didn't take me too long to figure out that this was the answer and the way to go. So I learned, I went back to school, and I decided if I was going to do this, I was going to do it right. So I learned everything that I could, and as uh, Diane said, I'm a national director in 14 months. Had I had the marketing plan that you have today, I would have made it in seven. One picture down there, that's where I'm holding Sierra. She's about a month old, and we were having a horseback wedding in our yard. I did say that Gerald and I got married, didn't I? 
the other one there is Champ. When he was about a month old, we started him out pretty early at our house. My business has been very successful. I owe so much to New England. Given me the opportunity to be with my children and my grandchildren, provide them with things that I would have never been able to do without it. We also have a campground that we go on a lot of trail rides together now. That one there is Gerald pulling the cart. I guess the horse gave out that day. This other one is a picture of my horse trailer. As you can see it has living quarters in it and some of our camping trips. The gentleman in the corner up there is Michael Bill. He's always been my rock and my idol. The gentleman in the middle is my dad. And the lady on the bottom is his wife now. <laughs> What I want to say to you is it doesn't matter where you came from. Each and every one of you can find an excuse not to do this business. Or you can find a reason to do it. You've got to decide that if it is to be, it's up to me. And don't let anybody stop you. Wow, 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 what a story. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Network marketing, the number one benefit is the personal development that is required, is required for you to progress and move forward. If you think you're going to do it with the skill sets and mindsets that you enter the profession with, 97% of the people can't. The 3% that can have a whole different set of problems down the road and challenges. It's the way it is, guys. Uh, it's the greatest personal development program in the world. You know, every week I have people contact me and they say, Dale, I want to get I want to get plugged into what you're doing just because I want to be around the culture. I want to be around the people. You know, I had an old friend of mine that uh, hit hit it big in network marketing about 20 years ago. And has been in dozens of other companies, again, trying to have lightning strike one more time. And, you know, I tried to communicate with him. I said, look, you need to be around the people, the culture that's being created because that will help you. It's worth more to you in your life than any dollar amount you could put on it. Team. Together, everyone achieves more. And creating the right culture with the right people. And many of you have heard me say it's just as important to get rid of the wrong people as it is to keep the right people. But over the years, the one thing that I've seen many times, and Dee's a great example of this, is when you can create the right culture and you have the right people and people understand together everyone achieves more. And, and they get out of their self, out of their own situation and start focusing on how can I help somebody else? 
move forward and sincerely mean it and their action proves it, uh, it can change people's lives forever. Being in the right environment, in the right culture, with the right team is a powerful, powerful experience for the right people. And people, we don't talk about that because really nobody really un- thinks about it too much. What do you mean culture, Dale? I just want to sell product. I just want to make money. Okay. But I'm telling you, you create the right culture and there'll be a lot of stories. Some of you have heard, you know, you heard Bob Armstrong in an earlier episode. Bob was D's upline. Um, and they about drove each other crazy. But Bob, Bob always was willing to tell people what they needed to hear because he loved them enough to tell them what they needed to hear. And, you know, you guys have heard the Joy Moore story, you know, living on government assistance and being able to take her kids to Disney World. And you all have heard a lot of stories in this podcast, and there's so many more that we could share with you. But when I talk about, you know, we develop an organization of five, six, seven figure earners more than anybody that's teaching people how to do it today. You know, most of these people were D. Smiths and people like D. Smith, 27 percenters who were teachable and had a drive and a determination and a work ethic that they would not be denied. I hope you enjoyed this session. D, I'm going to make sure that you get a copy of it. I think you listen to this podcast pretty regularly anyway. But again, guys, this is what it's all about. And, you know, it's probably worth sitting back sometime and just asking yourself. Jim Rohn said it. Man, he said it. He said everything, didn't he? He said, I never ask what I'm making, how much I'm earning. I always ask, what am I becoming? And the culture that you're plugged into or lack thereof can make a huge, huge impact, more than people realize at the time, on their life and their success. This is Dale Calvert. We'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.